0: what is good everybody welcome back to another podcast from your favorite gang the official otaku crew i'm your host zen and our lovely casters tensa the wrecked andy the artist wreck the endeavor what's up don't forget if you'd like to hear our beautiful voices you can always do so on anchor.fm spotify and youtube at the official otaku crew before we jump into it, I'd also like to thank our sponsor, Audible, also another wonderful platform to listen to our past content. All right, everybody. So today's <laughs> today's subject matter will be uh, an interesting one. It's the new uh, Scott Pilgrim anime, or if you want to call it that, it's it's definitely anime style. Uh, so, and we will be covering. Our feelings on it, I guess. And uh, warning: there will be spoilers in this in this podcast. So, <laughs> uh, so I guess starting with Tensa because he seems to have a lot to say about it. What would you like to say about Scott Pilgrim Takes Off?
1: <laughs> well, yeah, you can say that he actually took off in the sense of he got <laughs> taken off the show, literally. <laughs> <laughs> like, like that. That was that was not like they done him so dirty. It's not even funny. <laughs> you have your bait and switch protagonist. In this case, it's the love interest Ramona yeah. that uh, that plays Colombo the entire time.
2: <laughs> Colombo.
1: Yes, because she's a Colombo <laughs> fan while. Scott is a Sonic the Hedgehog fan. You know where this goes? Yeah. Um, And it's pain. It's pain because obviously they really catered to those kind of fans. You think? So, yes, it it was a bit pedantic in that sense. But they do have elements of pointing out that the original Scott Pilgrim story did appear in two in two different references one it was the movie where they're going to make the movie
2: yeah young neil
1: it turns and uh should i start with with the big spoiler now
2: sure i mean sure i, I mean a,
0: it was
1: one uh, <laughs> you made uh, more audience um <laughs> yes uh we have um that was the original hey, timeline this one is a separate timeline. Entirely different. Yeah. So Is it similar just... to the
3: comics at all? Or... No.
1: Uh, no. The, the, no. No, no, it's, no. It's different. In fact, even the creator said, no, that, that was not going to be like the comics at all. However, That's good. the events of the comics did happen. In fact, there are not only like the, the movie as they're filming a movie as a reference, and there's also jokes about the comics. Ugh, I like how Wallace turned people gay. Now he actually turned the vegan guy gay. Which um, I love. <laughs> funny. I, I, I thought it was funny. Um, mm-hmm. um, there's also the future Scott thing. Where the future Scott is actually Scott from the original book. Which is fun in a sense. And But it just so happens that... Some of the jokes of the old comic actually ends up being the bad ending for the original comic. In hmm. the sense of there's unresolved issues and whatnot which leads to
2: old
1: <laughs> Scott becoming evil Ryu from Street Fighter.
2: <laughs> he's, more <like laughs>
1: a,
0: he's more like a Kuma at that point.
1: No, no, he he definitely became a Kuma but like, he has like you know, like Ryu from Street Fighter Six, but with a white beard, but he behaves exactly like Akuma.
2: Yeah. yeah.
1: <laughs> and I'm just like, wait, what? He's now he's literally like the quote-unquote the eighth Evil X now. Yeah. But uh, well. <laughs> to be fair, I did um, I did look up to um, some interview stuff and. The creator did mention that this one is this one's a possibility, distant ending of the original comic in the sense that the, the original comic can just end and be good and dandy, but the, this is a potential future and it's kind of complicated but weird. But I'm I actually think that's, I think that's think that's kind of cool. It is cool. It is cool because they managed to play it as a sequel and a retelling at the same time. Yeah. And also, well, that's, I think the,
3: now that you and mentioned it, that, it's kind of fun how the first episode is very, I, I don't know if it's like almost, it's frame by frame familiar. from the comic, but it's frame it's, by frame of the movie. So and then just that one it, change switches the story it's, completely.
2: Yes.
0: It's basically and, like the comic, but really sped up, like they cut a lot of content.
1: And um at and um starting from episode six, there's there is a VR moment where we saw some elements from that movie, like where how um Scott beat all of the seven X's, like the final shot of each mm-hmm. of them. So, but it just so happens that God is kind of an airhead. And in this case, because he didn't have his own character development, it led to quote unquote, a rough patch, a bad breakup, a divorce, whatever you want to call it. And we find out that's old Scott cannot deal with it. And on top of that, with the with the refusal to take responsibility for anything, which led to becoming the he's, he's his own worst I mean he became the big antagonist of the, the show. so that was crazy in that sense
3: It's an interesting twist. Oh yes. I like how I like how the it did it like that because the the biggest thing that I see nowadays with a lot of adaptations is that it's all being adapted like. Word f- like, frame for frame of what it's adapted from. Like, when you're adapting a f- film to a show, or a show to a film, or a movie to movie, like Dis- like the what Disney was doing, it's... I've been getting disappointed by adaptations. I I actually was kind of disappointed at the first episode when I thought it was just going to be the same movie. I mean, still a really good movie, so I wasn't too upset, but... When it changed, I was like, you know what? I like a change because <laughs> that, yeah. that is more compelling, <laughs> it's more fun, it leads to more different jokes, more creative freedom.
1: And the and, point? Yeah. And the I'm fine of... with that. Yes, it's, it's good. But the point of an adaptation is that it follows the show. This is not an adaptation, this is a sequel.
3: You're right. Yeah. Sorry. Sequel. Sequel, uh, alternate universe.
1: Yeah. Different no, timeline. Please. Yeah. And, and they, they even have reference to the original timeline. Twelve years later, and <laughs> even like ten years after that one, and I was like, "What?" The, <laughs> uh... So it, so it's, so that's why it is a sequel and a a re- like a re- like it's not a full on retcon, but it, it, it kind of is. It kind of <laughs>
0: is, but I, I'll, I'll is, bring up those points after.
1: It it is, but in the same way that Future Trunks and um, Dragon Ball works because the old it, it, it let's say that they don't really affect each other in that sense
0: well that, that's what i was going to get into but I, I, i'll wait till after because yeah, yeah, i want to hear what everyone it, else has to say but it is a, actually a full-blown retcon
1: i mean it is and it isn't because the original story is still there and it's not even invalidated it is still
2: there it, it, well, we'll,
0: well we'll get into that but oh, what yeah, about yeah, you yeah. andy what, what about you andy how do you feel about the show
3: i thought it was cool i i'll be honest i'm still not completely finished of it but one thing that impressed me when i first heard that they were making this this show was that it's it's all the same cast from the movie all the voices are the same people from the they got all the same actors which i thought was a really cool thing to do especially if i find because they didn't need to do that but i think uh i think doing that kind of Brings a familiarity to the audience, and also like it's a good way to draw people in. It's like, oh, we have the same group of people doing Not this. Working. I think it was fun. But, um... Yeah, and I like the I like the studio that does uh, that does this. In fact, we've actually talked about this studio before in Star Wars Visions because they did a Star Wars Visions episode, uh, yeah. Science Saru. Oh. Yeah, Double Man, Cry Baby, <laughs>
2: yeah.
3: and Adventure Time, and so, so they're a pretty good, uh, they're a pretty good team, and they also, they definitely copied the art style from the comics, which I think, I don't know, I think, uh, I think overall it was a pretty fun idea, and executed, I think, execute well. There is a lot of comments saying, like, I know there was a big, big uh, controversy that I saw online where people are saying, like, oh... Scott Pilgrim is barely in the episodes. I'm like, yeah, that's yeah. what happens when you kill him in the second episode. <laughs>
1: um, yeah, well, it turns out quote unquote kill him.
3: him. Yeah, because yeah. he's not they, actually they really, dead. But yeah,
1: yeah, it's, but, it's still the fact that left for dead for like almost the entire season, and it's like, well, Michael when- Sarah just couldn't be bothered. <laughs> Yes, like, like like he was like, nah, I'm just gonna like chill. Yeah, they only got him for like a
3: couple hours to, to do voice acting, so they had to improvise. <laughs> I think it's funny.
1: <laughs> oh
3: yeah, um, but, yeah, I like but, being
1: bamboozled. But one of the things that I also noticed is that they also explored things that they haven't explored in the original movie. Like, um, not only the fact that they, some of the jokes that they said from the original movie are now part of their retelling, um, there are some unexplored parts of the show that kind of digs deeper into other characters and uh, we get to know them more for who they are.
3: I still haven't seen the an ode to my favorite scene. I'm not sure if if it's in any of the future episodes, but my favorite scene from the movie was when knives comes to the door and the roommate's just kind of playing off like oh he's not here but then you know he i know try... he tried like band. yeah he jumps off the window
0: <laughs> Unfortunately, <laughs> i don't know if you guys
3: remember that scene
0: yeah but unfortunately like, oh, knives is barely in the show
1: okay so that uh, scene's not there that, that's my well, favorite scene yeah that, that scene is not exactly there but like at least knives is part of the band
3: yeah, I, I like how they developed her character that way because in the movie, she was annoying. She but in was the show, she's actually cute.
1: She was annoying because she was jealous and getting She Jealous obsessive. And she was being cheated on by Scott, so you see where this is going. Yeah, and yeah. he felt so, bad for her, but also, yeah. Like, like, she sucked, but her situation sucked. That's why, in this case, Scott being gone kind of improved some relationships. And mm-hmm. one of the things that I found weird is well, Scott from the Takes Off universe never needs to fight any of the evil exes. <laughs> Not but, at all. Like, yeah. like, in fact, when he comes back, to start fighting them, they're like, yeah, I don't want to fight you. I'm just here for the premiere of the movie. And I'm like, what the fuck? <laughs> <laughs> like 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 yeah. he literally got told to fuck off. <laughs> yeah. Um but if it makes you feel better, the original Scott, 47 year old Akuma Scott, actually killed them all. <laughs> <laughs> I'm not sure how that makes anyone feel better. <laughs> and but their deaths are not permanent because timeline weird things and how it works kind of video game death video game death video game logic in a comic book it's it's how it is exactly exactly, like they actually respond beautiful yeah (laughs) beautiful chaos so but at the very but at the very same time um Things got difficult because they explored Ramona's tendency to run away Mm -hmm. and at the very least we kind of grasped the core of the Aesop as Scott at least from the original one and Ramona from the same original universe Um, because they had unexplored character issues which led to their separation and it led, it led to this catastrophic thing. Um, Scott not able to, t- to own up for responsibility. and uh, Ramon's tendency to run away kind of made the entire apocalypse in this in this, which I found kind of surprising. The fact that they but it took literally the end for for them to realize that, yeah, they both have issues but yeah. they still have to point the finger at Scott as, ultimately it's still your fault like it's kind of both their fault but you know i i see where they were going yeah were it's bad. like oh yeah. my issues are
3: bad but not as bad as you <laughs>
1: um yes because uh, because just to give you an example from episode 7 to episode 8 not only Scott is unable to deal with the heartbreak he makes it worse by self sabotaging his past self with the kiss barrier and on top of that, when all things failed and got kicked out by his gay roommate, because you know the guy's married now, he basically holds up in a place for 10 years. You're literally like doing the training montage and suddenly became Akuma. Like he has the he has the Ryu beard, he actually has the bandana. And he has and he even has the Akuma ore that comes with it. And we, and in a sense, we see how scary Scott can be.
3: Okay, you guys keep mentioning Akuma, and my Street Fighter knowledge is so lax, I actually have to look him up. That we are talking about Street Fighter, right? Yes, Yes. it's Akuma from Street Fighter. He turns into this guy.
2: Are you sure? Yes, yes.
1: Uh, Personality insane, Uh, wants to kill everything. You, I could even say that his personality is closer to Evil Ryu from Street Fighter, but that doesn't uh, matter. The point is that his uh, mental health has deteriorated so hard that he becomes an omnicidal maniac. God. I'm just looking at pictures of this guy. Now I have to, okay, now, now I have to see what's going on in the last you, episode. You have, it's unfortunate. You well, older, that. older, Scott, or older, yeah.
4: Oh, what what, what did you say, Rex? Sorry? It's one of those things where you need, like, an actual visual to kind of get, like, a full description. Yes,
1: he even has the bandana. All that was missing is Scott throwing Hadouken. Yeah, that would... <laughs> That's all that was missing. It would have been perfect.
0: That, that that would have been a great video game reference. I mean, it would have been in uh, in theme with the comics and the franchise.
1: Yes. It's it's also the fact that uh, all of the fight looks like a fighting game from Street Fighter 2, and they do Sonic, Colombo references. So that was something that I expected them to throw in, but no, that's not what they did. They did something else with it. But I they mean, fought on didn't... the moon, but they fought on something that looked like the moon, like uh, as of Azure's rat. So if that helps,
2: yeah. I do. Uh,
4: Rex? Oh, I thought you were like gonna ask me, so what are your thoughts? Oh no yeah,
2: I I I was wondering what uh what were your what
4: are thoughts. You yeah. Oh, my bad. <laughs> so as far as the, as far as the series itself, I, I can honestly say I haven't gotten super far in, but from what I have seen, like I am very impressed with how, how they did things. I do agree with what you were saying, both Andy and Tensa. Like I like how they had the original cast going for them. I like the. I also like the art and the animation style that they went with. Yeah. There's Little scenes here and there, and I also like the Street Fighter vibe too. Like, yes, they did that in the original film, but still, it was good to see it like on an actual like. It looks like Street Fighter. I yeah. would have liked them to say hi, Tolkien, one time, but they sadly did not. Yeah, that's yeah, not that was copyright. That. <laughs> yep, that would have been copyright. Don't know how got away with it, but they couldn't. Anyway, but uh what else was there? Mm. The other factor too is like I, I liked how it followed some of the comics too. Like there were some parts that really like they kinda they stuck to it. That I really liked like with the uh also because it was a series, they got into more character depth. I am agreeing with everyone that has spoken basically. However, I don't know. there's still parts of me that feels like that maybe I'm just not that caught up yet, but I feel there is a little disappointing regarding like the like the storyboard like there's a points where i I'm just a little lost. I might need some insight it's uh yeah, I mean uh it, it is somewhat convoluted admittedly, but
0: <laughs> I mean most uh, multiverse stories tend to be the, and there's uh, a
3: lot to pay attention to especially yeah. visually too there's so much visual storytelling that if you're not looking at the screen all the time you will miss some important yeah. stuff so it's 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 a lot to pay attention to it's a lot of themes and it 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 keeps it keeps to the theme it keeps to the style of what's called pilgrim in my opinion is what it is but but i do understand the the convolutedness to uh, can it can be a little hard to follow if uh, if you're not familiar with the theme, or if you're or if you're not uh, constantly
4: looking at it. I mean, yeah. don't get me wrong. I do like how they did it now. Like to put it into an animation, it shows more color than what the live action had. Like the it, this is spoilers, but the scene where she's doing her hair for like more of a the flower kind of style that she wanted. Like that, I did like it showed more in depth of like her characteristics and like like artistically kind of... you mean yeah. yeah yeah i mean it is in her <laughs> name <laughs> but scene, uh... like the steps that she took to make her hair that color that was and, it, and that each was really episode it's different mm-hmm. the episode is different but i i like that scene it's fun it's fun it is
2: mm-hmm. yeah
4: yeah, I'd
0: say I agree with uh, with that as well. I'd say I agree. Like, um, uh, for me, uh, unfortunately, I was like, highly, highly, like, ridiculously disappointed in the show. Um, but the parts, uh, I'll start for me with the things that I did very much enjoy. One, the animation was amazing, like 100%. I mean, I freaking love the animation. Uh, it hyped me up so much when I saw the first episode. I was just like, this is literally the best thing ever. And then, yeah, then episode two happened and then everything went downhill for me. But for the first episode, though, I was just like, this is really cool. Um, the, uh, the music, the music, oh, I love the music. The
4: music was... So good. It yeah, was music, that that was the thing that dragged me in too. It was like listening to all these songs. Wait, a lot of wasn't one of them by Brie Larson? Um, um, Brie Larson sang one of the songs. Okay, yes. so it was Brie Larson because like I'm hearing. Yeah, because song. one of the exes
1: of um, Scott Pilgrim, like the celebrity, is voiced by Brie Larson. But Brie Larson is not the one singing the song. That's another voice actress, by the way. Cool. Yeah.
2: Yeah.
0: Um, uh, but me personally, I was more of a fan of like the more digital style music. It reminded me of the video game a movie. lot.
1: Um, yeah. What, like, uh, Adam, yeah. Like Gucci" from the video yes. game? Yes. That, that's what drew, drew me in as well. Anamanaguchi. Yeah. When and, I heard that, I was like,
2: oh. Oh, cool. I love this. <laughs> but then but
1: then you but then the, the whiplash, like the big whiplash though.
0: Yeah, no. Well well first for, like I said, I I would like to start with the things I did like. Like I said, there's the animation, the and music. Good. Yeah. And I love the fact that they brought back all the original cast of from the movie. Because admittedly, Michael Sarah, not a good Scott Pilgrim at all in live action but he has the voice like his voice was perfect for the role in my opinion like he for for the anime like the animation it was great but i michael Sarah does not look like scott pilgrim in the comics like he he looks like like michael Sarah. <laughs> uh, <I'll, laughs> yeah,
3: to be that... fair the comics are i don't think anyone could look like the comics in real life i don't no, I I mind michael Sarah in live action as uh, when he was early on in his career, I, th- I think personality-wise, he was able to embody the role pretty well.
0: I, I the voice, I, I, I definitely pers- agree. I with personally the voice disagree. Part. <laughs> I personally disagree. But that's the that's that is fair. In, in, yeah, <laughs> yeah, in the in, in the comics, just because he's his personality is extremely different than it was in the movie, like very very different. Yeah. So, yeah.
4: for for me it's because i find it's because like michael Serra, i i don't know it could just be my own observation but i find he's a little awkward hey
5: everyone this episode is sponsored by audible if you're like me and you want to find yourself a pastime but don't have enough time in the day due to school work or commuting let me present to you audible now many of you have heard about audible but i'm going to tell you a bit more about it Audible is an American online audiobook and podcast service that lets you enjoy all your audio entertainment on one app, whether it be, for example, a few in my library are His Dark Materials, Percy Jackson, Aragon, Witcher, Lord of the Rings, and many more for you to discover. You can always find audio for books you have been wanting to read or podcasts you've been dying to listen to. You will also find all the Otago Crew up-to-date episodes lists available on Audible. As an Audible member, you can also choose one title a month to keep from the entire catalog, which includes the latest, bestsellers, and new releases. If you follow our Audible link, www.audibletrial.com, slash official crew, you can start a free 30-day trial. So go to Audible now and start your free trial. We now return back to your scheduled episode.
4: Not so much awkward, but like camera shy. Like when even in his other movies, like I find whenever he's on screen, you can kind of feel that sort of awkwardness, that kind of oh. like, he well, act, but he won't act like strongly
3: yeah. But then... yeah, his his awkwardness is kind of the charm he brings to his his roles, which i I will agree. I personally, yeah don't think that's, is really cool, cool, but I mean that's that that's just personal preference when All it right. comes to films and stuff to each their own.
0: Me, me, like, the thing is, is that I think Michael Sarah is great as an actor for roles that would call for the the shy, awkward character and everything. And personally, I think he does it great. Like, he has played in roles where that calls for it. But it's just because Scott in the comics isn't that, kind, is type of that kind of character. He, he, in he's, first he's, a, he's a himbo, he's and he, he's very much he's a like, himbo, and he's, like, uh,
1: very he's reckless. Really,
0: well, he's reckless, but he's also a lady killer. Like, I'm sorry, but you look at Michael Cera in the movie, and I'm sorry, he ain't slaying any, <laughs> any ladies, you know? Like, he's, but, like, he's very, he's considered pretty attractive in the comics.
2: Okay.
3: Yeah, I, I think I would love, a, like, a him, like, if they ever remade the movie, I want a solid himbo. Like, a solid, well-known himbo. Yeah. That would be fun. Okay. That's okay. The, I, uh... I get your point. I get your point.
0: Yeah, he. uh, but but like I said, in the in the show, like when I was watching it, honestly, he was great as animated Scott, and they actually made him have lines more accurate to what comic book Scott would be like. So like, because in the in the in the show, he wasn't so much like shy, awkward and everything. He was very like, like, he was very much a himbo, (laughs) but he was more like uh he wasn't like awkward himbo. He was just kind of like just dumb, you know. But that's yes. that,
1: That's it's how he's my, supposed to be. Yes. Oh yes. My favorite. It's a sugar daddy situation. A sugar what?
0: Yeah, basically. The uh. So I I was pleased with Michael Sarah's performance as as Scott in the in the uh show. One hundred percent. I I thought he was perfect. And I also thought that the rest of the cast also did great. Like honestly, I one hundred percent enjoyed. All of that it's um uh, the the now for the parts i didn't enjoy <laughs> yay <laughs> so let's, uh, get <laughs> let's get into it let's get into it i'll i'll probably ask you guys questions in regards to my opinion on this but like uh but it's more just uh, like like i said this is more my opinion than it is anything else so uh for Uh, Starting right off the bat on episode 2, we have Scott Pilgrim quote unquote die. Um, So. Me, the thing is, I am also different than you, Andy, on this where I actually do love accurately told adaptations. I don't like changes and if there are changes, at least nothing too drastic that that just essentially makes the writer make their own thing. I would rather, if, if somebody wants artistic freedom, they can take the IP and then make it grow somehow. So let's say, perfect, I... example, perfect example, like, let's just say you have Lord of the Rings, right? Lord of the Rings is not a one-to-one copy of the books, and I don't think anybody expected it to be because it's a little too much, <laughs> but too tipping, they're yeah. also some of the most successful movies in the world of all time. And they are very close adaptations. We 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 did say that this
3: wasn't an adaptation, though.
1: I no, yeah, that that I agree. I'm just I'm just
0: saying in general. I am
1: also going to point out that that has been that that series has been literally written by the original creator. So there's that that in mind. Oh, you mean
0: Brian Lee O'Malley?
1: I'm talking about the taking um skull pilgrim taking off his still written by the one who wrote the original
0: comic yeah i know but that that, that's just a person and he's still not invaluable i could i could i could i I could write i could write a book like let's say i wrote a series of a book right and then every i end up growing a massive fan base everybody loves it and then i create a new book but every single person in that book is completely out of character you don't even recognize them anymore
1: it's, it's not, and uh, now you're exaggerating because the characters were still recognizable as who they were.
0: Well, no, but that, that's where I was going to get to. So continuing yeah, on with the but, things I don't like. Go uh, ahead, Yeah. Go yeah, ahead. What, what, one of the things I don't like was the characters. <laughs> the characters were very much changed from their comic book selves. Because I, I read the comic books, I love the comic books. Like, I'm a huge, huge geek with the, those comics. The uh for example uh wallace in my opinion is a lot more rude and snarky in the show than he is in the comics like in the comics he's actually kind of a sweetheart uh he's probably one of the least flawed characters in the show the only thing he really does that's quote unquote bad is he tends to steal everybody's boyfriends but which is a running gag but the um but like he's actually pretty sweet in the he has his sarcasm and everything but it, it, it it's like a sarcasm with a hint of like I care about you or I genuinely care.
1: Jerk with a heart of gold as we call it.
0: Exactly. So and that's why Wallace is actually my favorite character. <laughs> um but he was a bit more rude and less caring. Especially like when Scott he thought Scott was that like he just didn't seem to care at all. And like it, and that's not that's not was... how Wallace is.
1: It's it's also felt like this guy was sick of Scott in the first place.
0: Yeah, exactly. And I I was like, that's kind of mean because he actually really cared about Scott
2: a lot. Fun
1: fact. Um, then... If you reach to the future um, where you meet old Scott, and you see old Wallace, and old Wallace yeah. does care about old Scott.
2: Yeah, I know. There's,
1: so there, there... It, it, it's it's kind of weird.
0: You yeah, know. there's 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 a few there's a few like I said con- straight up contradictions to certain characters like there's that with Wallace uh, Todd turning gay was really, really
1: it was a reference to one of the it was a reference to the joke that he can turn everyone gay and no that
0: that that I know I know that was a reference that he turns everyone gay but it's not it's not really that it's just that the, the what really happens in the comics he doesn't turn people gay he just he makes those who are gay come out of the closet.
1: Um No, he yeah. actually made a reference where he said that there was a power where he turns everyone gay, and in this version, it actually becomes an actual power. I don't know of this reference,
0: but anyway, but in general, though, Todd being gay was also kind of weird, because he's, his character is very much about being kind of a, a lady killer, and he's and, also uh, but body like body. very disgusting lady killer though like he's like he's essentially andrew kate you know <laughs> like he, he's, oh, he's the F- he, F- yeah yeah so so yes, like and, and todd is very much an unlikable character so and, even in and, the show he's unlikable but, but he's like unlikable
1: he's, for another reason that's that's what it's
0: yeah but uh and, there's that there's also it's, um it's not as
1: bad as um it's not as bad as gideon graves yeah, no, that's what I was going
0: to say. Gideon, they, they did my boy really dirty. because oh,
1: they, they destroyed him. They destroyed
0: yeah, because... And the other thing is, is the whole show doesn't actually make sense if you read the comics. Because... And that's why I said it is actually a full-blown retcon. Because the whole... Don't forget, the whole thing that sets the show in motion, right? There's two things that set the show in motion, which literally retcons the original comics. One... Is um, uh, Scott Pilgrim turning evil after the events of the comics? There's Which a,
1: dear, yeah. there's a He's... whole
0: arc in the comics. There's an entire arc in the comics that goes over what he supposedly like like the whole adult uh, 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 like older Scott is is a uh, is just repeating. Nega Scott, which makes no sense. It's literally uh, just... no
1: that's the thing. Old Scott is supposed to be the in for Nega Scott five,
0: yeah, I know, but it just it doesn't make sense because he's what happens canonically after the comics, right? But the events of uh, Nega Scott
1: not canonically, i'll 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 be more clear on that.
0: no, 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 but I, I'm saying in terms of the show,
1: yeah, in but... terms of the it's events just... of the
0: show that the original comic had happened. And after yeah. the events of the comics had happened, several years later, uh, older Scott happened. But that means older Scott did experience the whole Nega Scott arc, which just renders the whole story redundant. And that—that's oh, the first—that's the first—that's yeah. the first major contradiction. So
1: what, so what you're saying is that they're re- repeating this same nega Scott. Arc it, exactly. It, it
0: it just makes the thing the whole thing of him growing up and having becoming self-aware and everything. And developing as a character alongside Ramona. That's the other thing that people tend to ignore about the comics is she was a Dera uh, and she was explored not as deeply as in the show, but she was explored. Um, so a lot of people tend to ignore that fact about her in the comics, which I don't understand because she it's the stories about the two of them, um,
1: which makes sense the, and. And now not only they flip it, and they kind of remove one character, like for most of the show.
0: Yeah, there is that. That's the first major contradiction. The second major contradiction uh, is the the whole uh, Gideon segment, which is so. The thing is, is in the comics. If you read the comics, you would know that Gideon uh, has a special power called the glow, That'd and the so glow. Good. Uh, is how he is how he created the League of evil X's. it They're all under his mind control, and they don't even realize it. So oh, not only Matthew not might. only would not only would Matthew Patel not be able to defeat Gideon because Gideon is also canonically like way more powerful, but He's
1: supposed to be the top one
0: but, but it's one. it's it's not just that, but it's also the fact that Matthew Patel is under his mind control. So Gideon okay. literally just needs to snap his finger and say no, and Matthew Patel does it. Like it's it, he's completely under Gideon's mind control. So Matthew okay. Patel in, in the show gaining the confidence to stand up to Gideon and then would take over and everything would never happen because and so they and completely they completely ignore the glow from Gideon, which the sounds doesn't sound that important, but it's actually a huge. It probably is. It's it's a huge aspect of the comics. Like also, having the glow also, is it's, is how
1: It also goes with the original character because I heard that he was very keen of on control and having the glow goes well with his personality. Yes, unsightly. but
0: there there is that, but it's also the fact that that Gideon has the glow and the the glow is essentially what how he became a villain it's how he built up his his organ like his empire that he loses to matthew patel oh uh, it's I, how, yeah it's,
1: and it's how he basically
0: built up everything and to top it off uh gideon also had like a bunch of mind slave clones of ramona which is really creepy but like that's oh, part that's of funny. it that's yeah that, that, that's, that's part of funny. his thing and also they do explore a bit of his backstory where he manipulated his exes and stuff before Ramona.
1: Okay, no, stuff. no. And in, in, in this one, they they change the entire character because in yeah. this one has is that he was kind of a dork.
0: Yeah. Now, 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 his backstory is he's a he's he's a dork. But in the and and uh, oh, let's
1: make it let's make it worse. You're ready?
0: Hmm. Oh yeah, uh, <laughs> Goose. I know. Yes,
1: Gordon know. Goose. He's Gordon He's Goose, not. But... Actually, he's not she Gideon, in this sense.
0: Yeah, I know. I, I know it's 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 bad. While
1: Plenty. in the original story, mm-hmm. Gideon Graves is Gideon Graves, like he is born Gideon Graves. So yeah, I, I I could argue as far as in the retcon version, Gordon Graves does not exist, oh. and that's just a persona, a persona, sorry.
2: A first
1: and... persona. <laughs> 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 a, because in in this in the retcon version or the taken off version he Mm. said that he had to build a persona to live to leave his old personality behind yeah no no. i i know
0: i know the whole story about like the character in the show it's just it's just i'm just pointing out i'm pointing out the contradictions from the comics and then yeah mm -hmm. Yeah, so the uh, those are the big contradictions from the comics that I, I don't like, as well as, like, and because of those two major contradictions, obviously it would shift the entirety of the story, which it did. it did. And then also, the other things I didn't like was the literal bait and switch. There was the bait and switch, and then they knew what they were doing too, because even when you watch the trailer you uh they only showed parts of the first episode they knew exactly what they were doing and then to top it off the new series while yes was partly written by brian o'malley it was also partly written by um what's his name the director who did the movie
1: uh um, yeah that was co-written writings on something, that one
0: something something right uh i forget edward Ed
1: but I the, know I know who you are, you mean. Yeah. I know what you mean. So it there's, was not a whole written project. It was like- It was it was Brian
0: Lee O'Malley, him and uh one of the showrunners for Netflix. Yeah. And um, and I know that the showrunner for Netflix obviously had the biggest power in terms that's, of That
1: and that's probably why there was a biggest bacon bait and switch in the first Yeah.
0: Yeah. Because because no but get this. No the uh get this the so the showrunner for sure cuz obviously Brian Lee O'Malley had to hand over the IP to Netflix in order for it to be hosted on Netflix that's that's in how it works place, that's just so, so the um so obviously the showrunner from Netflix has the most say in what what goes on it's it is it, you could say it's Brian Lee O'Malley's IP but it's their platform they get to choose yes
1: in fact, in fact, in mm-hmm. fact, I'm glad that you mentioned that it is their platform because guess what? Mm. From episode one, there was a Netflix reference.
0: Yeah, but the, yeah, I know they she, instead of working at Amazon, she she works for Netflix. That I know. But the uh, but I was gonna say though that the uh, the biggest uh, thing with that is that uh, if, if have any of you watched the He Man show on Netflix?
1: i have not but believe me (laughs) okay no 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 no, before you finish Mm -hmm. because i do watch a youtuber called the yellow flash and i've seen all of the critics and i've seen all of the clips and i'm still crying
0: yes so so with the the he-man show they at least they had the, like, at least they had the, I guess you could say, quote unquote, respect to not put He-Man's name in the title, whereas in Scott Pilgrim Takes Off, they literally put Scott Pilgrim's name there. But the He-Man show was called Masters of the Universe, and they took the main character out, they made his, uh, what's her name, the the, Sheba? the female protagonist, yeah, Shiva, uh, they made her the new protagonist. Which is what they did in scott pilgrim and then they also uh and
1: basically re- man at some point
0: they also there was evil he-man then there was evil scott there was uh they wreck on the whole story they wreck on the whole story then get this <laughs> what also happens at the end she becomes a goddess ramona becomes a goddess
1: yes yes They. they... <laughs> Exactly. It was, I when I saw
0: the the parallels, I was just like, oh my you, god. Yeah. <laughs> yeah,
1: yeah. They, I, I did skip out the fact that, yes, they did the fusion to Ultimate Goddess, and I'm like, and we're like, oh, dear.
0: Now, now see, here's one thing, though. Me, personally, I did believe that... Uh, It was a good idea to explore the evil exes and Ramona deeper. I would have been fine with that. But what I wish they did is, one, not bait and switch everybody. And and instead of calling Scott Pilgrim takes off, call it like Ramona Flowers, uh, another story or something like that. And it would be a direct sequel. They don't retcon the original story, but rather they continue after the events of the comics. And yes, they're able to do that because canonically, and it's been stated as canonical by the author in an interview after the last comic came out, uh, that the evil exes didn't actually die. They all teleported back home and ended up uh, like having some self-reflection and eventually g- uh, growing into better people.
1: So and they they did the same thing with episode eight.
0: Yeah, but the thing is, is that it would have been better if they made a show called like Ramona Flowers, and then it's a direct sequel, like I said, not a retcon or anything like that's parallel timeline, yeah. but literally after the events of the comics. And then, and then they just, it's like I Ramona will... going to see her exes and, and like making, uh, like bearing the hatchet, uh, yeah. helping them develop as people and everything, and exploring their backstories stories and exploring and... Ramona's backstory story with them that would have been cool
1: but and and guess what there was some bring the hatchet with some of them because part of the point of the show was about closure Mm -hmm. and about what uh, and about things that are not too late to be fixed so the fact that you've mentioned that yes it could be years later Mm -hmm. but right before like let's say scott marries ramona uh they could actually explore that like in their older years before the honeymoon stuff or anything
0: yeah yeah there, there's a lot of there's a lot of ways they could have went about it other than retconning the original comics and uh and stuff like that and, and to top it, also, it off i also didn't they, like i did also brian Lee O'Malley technically threw a bit of shade at the fans i don't know if you well, saw that in the interview but he basically threw a bit of shade he said he said the reason why he made the show the way it was was because he felt that his audience couldn't understand the the story of the original comics which is weird because in my opinion the show's story is much more convoluted than the original so
1: and yeah, um, I, was, uh... I will and he also said in an interview that the it doesn't really discredit the comics and the comics are still 100 canon but he treats the taking off as an alternate future
0: yeah i know i know but it's just it still doesn't make sense as an alternate it It still doesn't make sense as an alternate future though because a lot of characters before this alternative future happens are still out of character oh yeah that's one last thing i want to mention
1: and you also mentioned and you did mention that they also erased all of the character development with the Nega scott thing exactly
0: but there was uh, the one last thing i wanted to mention i forgot about this envy adams showing up to scott's funeral uh at that oh, wow. moment <laughs> in time that for was weird. So, but, but it was so out of character it's so random because it at that moment both in the show and in the comics at that moment in time uh like it doesn't make sense because Envy really didn't care about Scott. Like, she completely, he he dropped off the earth for her. Like, he didn't care, she didn't care about Scott whatsoever. The only reason in the comics she even went back to him at all was for the evil ex thing and because Ramona. That's it. And, That's and, literally, and, and, and she didn't and care
1: about Scott. And <laughs> here, and here, she just came here to shit on his grave.
4: I know. <laughs> Come and just widow in the worst way possible. They could have done it a little better. Personally, they could have given her a little more feedback, but I found just a random act of just... Look.
1: For for me, the satisfaction of seeing her getting cucked by a guy was funny.
2: Honestly, (laughs) I was kind of expecting
3: her to show up to the funeral and fight somebody. I thought it was going to be like a reverse Uno where Ramona's going to have to fight Scott's exes.
1: I thought the same thing. uh, I, I thought it was that in the beginning as well.
3: Yeah, I no, was like, that would have been an interesting, uh, interesting type we, of story to get to do. It's like it would have to, you would change the whole, the whole uh, nature of well, the comics already, and stuff.
1: But. We already have knives ready to fight Ramona, so and then you have the big X. So it would have been funny if there was more. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and we're like, you mad more. How many X's do you have?
0: So yeah, um, that was uh, those were my opinions. Um, obviously very different, but uh, from the rest, but that's fine. I, I I think that's another reason why I love these podcasts is we get to explore different opinions on different subjects and you know, I, I, I like to hear what you guys had to say too. I thought it was uh, interesting points of view. Even some things were mentioned that I hadn't yet heard. And even uh, Rec had brought up uh, some good points as well. So that was that was good um
1: the one thing that specifically annoyed Mm -hmm. me however Mm -hmm. was when ramona was telling the story of her first boyfriend she actually had to specify the non-white non-jock and that still annoys me (laughs) oh
2: i mean that happened in the comics too though to be fair
1: it's it's still it's still cringy okay
2: it was funny
0: I don't know. I, I was okay with it as long as it was in her character. I was fine with it. It's just, Fair it's just deviations to her original character. But that—that's like I said, different opinions, right? We all have different opinions.
1: So, have the, I would—I um, would, I would say good. that as long oh. if you—if you didn't care about the story and you just wanted to watch something and you turn your brain off, it's not as bad as if you were closely following
4: the show.
2: Yeah.
4: And uh, what were you gonna say, Rick? No, I was agreeing no. on your statement where it's like, we, it's great to have all these characters, but when they just suddenly just go completely out of character, we, we kind of wonder, like, where were they going with all this? Like, we can't just, once a character development happens, if there is going to be a sudden change, there needs to have, like, an influence of some sort. Otherwise, it's just going to make everyone give a middle finger of what's going on.
0: Yeah, it feels it feels very, uh, what's the word I'm looking for? Feels yeah. very uh, uh, uncanny, in my opinion.
4: Okay, that's good. Too.
0: So, anyway, I would like to say thank you guys for those opinions and everything and your reviews on the show. Uh, much appreciated.
4: Anytime.
0: Uh, I thought that was an awesome conversation. I don't know about you guys, but... I liked everything we we talked about. Oh
3: yeah, absolutely! It's a fun fun show to watch. I definitely recommend seeing it, regardless of any of our opinions. If you've seen the comics or not, I think it's still worth a watch.
0: Yeah, actually, that's another thing. I would say I would say it is worth a watch, definitely. I would I like even if I don't like the show personally. Like, let's just say you're somebody who, for example, never read the comics. Definitely watch it because if you've all if all you have to go on is the movie. Chances are you're gonna love the show over the movie, like the, the short episodes too. Yeah, exactly. Like the the animation, the sound, everything is so good. It that alone could like draw in a crowd. You know, it's it's great. I'd still recommend watching the show, regardless of my uh, my personal standpoint on it.
4: I mean, I've read the comics, I've watched the movie, and right now I'm a few episodes in, so I'd agree with that. Yeah. It's yeah. not a waste of anyone's time, that's for sure. Yeah.
0: So, well, I'm I'm glad we covered uh, the subject of Scott Pilgrim Takes Off. And uh, yeah, so thanks. Thank you again to uh, Andy, Tense, and Rec for uh, the opportunity. Uh, I personally enjoyed it, and I hope everyone listening feels the same. And please tell us what you think on social media. You can reach us on Twitch, TikTok, Discord, or our Instagram at Crew. And uh, yeah, I mean, you can always write comments on there. See, and we'd like to hear what you have to say about the show. And how much you enjoyed our podcast. So uh, thank you so much for listening in. We appreciate each and every one of you. This is the official Otaka Crew, signing out till next time. Peace.